Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Brainosaur presents the Weekday Warriors of Welcome to the Weekday Awards of Wrestling. I'm Eric Clancy, alongside Mr. Patrick Kelly. And ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, hoy. Ahoy, paloy. Um, yeah, so we are here, and we are here to talk some wrestling. Um, <clears throat> fair amount of stuff has gone on. Raw, SmackDown, Lucha, NXT, which both Lucha and NXT will be airing again tonight, since it's already Wednesday, thanks to that. Long Labor Day weekend. Um, <clears throat> hope everybody enjoyed their Labor Day weekend. Um, where do you want to start, Pat? Oh, geez. I guess we could just start with Raw. Let's do it. Let's go to Raw. Uh, what'd you think? Thumbs uh, up? Now, honestly, go. I'm going to go thumbs up. I think, uh, well, I guess I'll just say this. Uh, here's a sentence I never thought I'd say. Big Show has participated in probably my two favorite Raw main events of the year, and both of them were uh, Braun Strowman. Yeah, and someone might even argue the other one, because they've had, they had one in April and one in February, right? <clears throat> I That sounds right, yeah. Um, yeah, so they work very well together, and I mean, with Strowman, it's like, I think they're going to, but I think you absolutely have to pull the trigger on this dude uh, at no mercy. I don't. I can't imagine anyone having a problem with it if he goes over Brock. I mean, I I think now's the time to do it. Perfect. I mean, because to, whatever their plans me, are for Roman Reigns, it's it hasn't worked. So I say just go with Bra- uh, Braun at this point. Yeah, I feel like Braun Strowman is Stone Cold Steve Austin if they never like if they never, like, went anywhere ever with Austin. And they're just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, he's not being buried or anything. Of course not. But it's just, like, he's something special. And, like, who can complain about him? Got WWE, quote-unquote, good fans can't complain because he's a big guy and they like that. And, like, hardcore smart fans can't complain because he's a good he's a good worker and he has good matches. So, to me, it's like, where's the downside with this dude? He he's gotten better every time you put him out there. He mm-hmm. he's over. Like what else do you want? You know. Yeah, and he, but like you said, he makes everybody happy. I mean, there's literally no downside to this guy, and he's like the prototypical WWE guy. He came up in their system. He's the big guy that they like. I mean, there's really no reason not to push him here. Yeah, I, I mean, you gotta cash in. I always say, are they ever gonna cash in these Braun Stro- these Brock Lesnar ch- chips? 
if now's the time to cash him in, I think you should because this. I feel like this is a can't miss situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um. So yeah, I thought that was good. I also really enjoyed the John Cena Jason Jordan match. Um, and the stuff I actually that missed came most after. of this. I, I I didn't see the match, but I did see the promo segment after it. So I I really liked the match because they were like they tried to. I mean, it doesn't work word for word, but the idea that like you know John Cena and uh, and Kurt Angle. It was hearkening back to that. Obviously, it wasn't the same thing because Jason Jordan's been around for, like, eight years. He's, like, much older than John Cena was. And there was no, like, big thing in the end where everybody, like, shook his hand and shit. But by the same point, it was uh, a younger guy going toe-to-toe with John Cena, uh, coming off reasonably well. And then at the end, uh, on top of the match that I thought was was pretty good, because, I mean, Jason Jordan, I think, is a great worker. I I think the writing for him, like almost everybody that the WWE screws up, is the issue. Um, Oh, that should be like the the tagline of the entire company. But it's not the talent's fault. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Gene Smithsky. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So then, then Reigns comes down and says... Either I, I thought this was great. I don't know if, like, I don't know what they've done with Roman Reigns, like, recently, if it's just him working with John Cena has gotten him hyped up, but his promos have been, like, on point for the past few weeks. And he comes down and, like, I, I think it was improv, and if it was improv, it was good improv. Like, I know people are like, oh, they're making, like, dick jokes and ball jokes to each other. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I don't, like, I don't love that, but in the same token, I think it's, it was so raw and like full of energy and believability that I liked it. Like if there was a guy in a bar going up to another guy and he's like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. And he's like, you know, and he was like, he's like, Oh, you don't have any balls. I mean, not saying it like that, but saying it with conviction or something, it was that kind of thing. So the content, I guess, wasn't so much, wasn't so great, but, but the feeling behind it felt, felt real. And that's what I liked a lot about it. But I mean, Reigns comes down and he says, so either you're not as good as you said you are because this rookie, quote unquote rookie, took you to the limit, or you're string it. You're just you're a liar, and you've been stringing him along. And then John Cena's comeback was amazing. The idea when he said, "Well, you'll find out this Sunday if I really if I have lost a step and I'm still as good as you, or if I'm just a guy that's been stringing you along." And I was like, "Holy shit!" Who is writing? Where is the guy who is writing these promos, and why can't he write everything? Like, the past two weeks, this stuff has been fucking dynamite. <laughs> I know. it's, And this is the type of stuff that we want. We want that believability. We want that, you know, like you said, that raw feeling that these guys really don't like each other. They, I, I never thought I would ever imagine they would capture that with a feud between John Cena and Roman Reigns, but they have. Yeah, it's like you've done more to make me care about both John Cena and Roman Reigns in two weeks than you had in, like, fucking 17 years, in the case of one guy. So, like, it's just so so weird to me, you know? Oh, absolutely. But, uh, hey, you know what? If they succeed at something, I'm going to say it's good. So good on them. By the way, I just switched ears on my headphones. Can you hear me okay? I can hear you. Okay, cool. Um, so that was great. Um, we had, 
What else do we have here? We had a, a million-person cruiserweight match again. <laughs> I feel like it's the same match every week. Yeah, we are kind of in that period where uh, it's just all the cruiserweight matches just look the same at this point. And I, I know throwing Enzo in there um, freshens it up a little bit, but that's going to wear off after a while. Yeah, it's like they were fighting an up to, uphill battle anyway. Like, I feel like if you're redoing this thing or just not the WWE in the first place, you start off with, like, Neville from the fucking beginning. You start off with Neville, mm-hmm. Ares, Enzo. I don't know. You make some killer offer to Zack Sabre or something. Um, Kalisto. And you build around, like, those dudes. And then... As those guys are taking the lion's share, you work with guys like Cedric Alexander and Drew Gulak and Grand Metallic and whatever, and you get those dudes over in the background. I mean, that's what – I guess I don't know if they don't remember the Monday Night Wars or care about it or any of the writers looked at it, but, like, it wasn't like – they say, like, oh, look at all these guys that came out of it. Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio, Chris Jericho – uh, and they were all instantly over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, if you remember, like, it was Dean Malenko, really. And uh-huh. then Ray came in. And because Ray Mysterio Jr. is, like, an incredibly once-in-a-lifetime type talent, Ray got over the first match. That generally doesn't happen. Like, you, 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 like, you, basically, Ray Mysterio and Dean Malenko at the Great American Bash 1996 went in and changed a wrestling crowd's opinion of what great wrestling is with a new style of wrestling. And that generally doesn't happen. And there are no guys here that can do that. So it's like, you know, it's not always going to happen. But, so they had Dean Malenko, Rey Mysterio, and Ultimo Dragon. Those were the three initial dudes that were on top in the division. And they wrestled each other. And there were other guys on the side, like Super Callow, Psychosis, um, Hooventude, guys like that. But, you know, it wasn't until later. I mean, Jericho was, like, awful for a while. He was terrible. Oh, he was and boring as hell when he first he came was, in. He, he was, was totally like, white meat. Yeah, he was the worst, most boring character. I mean, you could see stuff, like, deep down, but you're like, this is so bad. Um, and then, yeah, eventually Jericho got over. Eventually Hoovy got over. Eventually Kidman got over. Eventually those guys did. Uh, and Eddie came in later, of course. Like, like he was he was there, but he didn't wrestle in the cruiserweight division until a little bit later. But you know, th- it didn't all happen at once. And I think that WWE's like, here's all these good guys, and now and once again, it's different again because back then you had Rey Mysterio and Dean Malenko on the undercard, and they were counter programming to Hogan and Piper in the main events, who did not do those things. The problem is now, as many people pointed out, you've got Cedric Alexander and Noam Dar. Somebody tell me something that Noam Dar can do that Seth Rollins or AJ Styles cannot do. I honestly can't think of anything. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, like you, you gotta do something else. I, I don't know what to what to tell you. Like, and I don't know what it is. I I, I don't know what it is. Like, but. So there's there's that up. So there's so many uphill battles that don't even account for the fact that WWE is so like just doesn't know what they're doing. Yeah, and it's 
you know, it's kind of funny that they have this going on with the Cruiserweights because they really did the same thing when they did their whole Divas Revolution. They just kind of took all the NXT girls. were like, oh, there you go. Women's wrestling matters now. Huzzah! Yeah. And, yeah. yeah, it was just we were supposed to care just because they added all these people in without it putting much thought or uh, effort behind it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, Bray Wyatt and Finn Balor are going to wrestle again for God okay. knows what reason. Can we just, like, end the Bray Wyatt character and give this guy something else to do? Because it's just, like, even the arena crowds are starting to not care. It takes them a while to, to do anything, so. Um, yeah, also, can we stop this whole, because they're, they did it with Kevin Owens and AJ Styles over on SmackDown. Can we stop the whole, like, everybody, you know, the same two guys wrestle each other 9,000 times? Well, that's, after been, that's been this way since, like, I feel like... Forever. <laughs> yeah, I feel like since, like, 2004, 2003, something like that. Yeah, probably even before that a little bit, but, yeah, it's just... I don't know why they do that, because they burn through all their feuds. So, I mean, they could take any pairing and just make it monotonous. Yeah. They could have, it's like, if they were looking you know, Savage Steamboat today, I'd be seeing it. Yeah, well, I mean, and, and the the key reason is they, they chopped their rosters down. They used to have a much bigger roster, and you could do different things. And then what happened was, is the time that they were rest, the, the amount of time they had to fill for content got bigger, and the rosters got smaller. So what do you think is going to happen then, you know? So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, like, I, I feel like fucking insane that this is allowed to happen. I mean, I, I always go back to like, oh, WCW was awful, blah, 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 blah. But Bischoff was the guy that said, I can't do Thunder because I don't have the talent. We're going to get overexposed. I know I bring this up a lot on this show, but I'm just like, can you imagine anyone saying that today? Like, oh, no, we we need to hire a whole second promotion for this other two-hour show. Like, holy shit. Like, it, it's just it, it, it's mind-boggling to me. Like, the, the amount that they overexpose their talent, and then they're like, oh, boy, why isn't anyone over? Why are The Rock, Brock Lesnar, and The Undertaker the only ones that are over? I don't get it. What's going on? The Undertaker, who, by the way, rumors came out this week, I don't know how reliable they are, that apparently they wrestle again at WrestleMania next year. I'm going to shoot my brains out with a gun. What the fuck? Who the fuck is he going to wrestle? I, Retire, I, I, you old, slow man, for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, I mean, does he want that match with Cena that badly? I I don't know. I don't know what the hell. I, I feel like there's nothing good to build to. It feels like 2013 all over again, you know? <laughs> it's like, what the fuck's left? Um, maybe he'll come back and Braun Strowman will stomp his corpse into dust. That would be awesome. Then it was like, oh, I beat him too. Um, you could have a triple threat. Um, Alright, did you see SmackDown? Uh, I did not. I heard that uh, Kevin Owens had a very interesting promo segment. Uh, I did not see it, but I know that Shane suspended. What, what, did, what happened with old Kev? Uh, apparently he cut a promo saying that uh, he's he, uh, Shane's family would have been better off if he had died in that ho- uh, that plane crash incident that happened earlier. Which when was Shane McMahon in a plane crash? I forgot about that. I think it was after he left, right? Was it? 
I, I don't remember ever. Oh, no, 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 no. It was, it was out in Long Island. It was like a few weeks ago. They didn't publicize it. Or like a few months ago. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, because I don't remember hearing about it. Well, anyway, uh, Kevin Owens made some, like, shoot comments. Like, your family would have been better off if you had died in the plane crash. And Shane, like, flew, flew off the handle and attacked him. And then he got suspended for attacking the talent. It's almost like, oh, my goodness, they operate like a real business every once in a while. Yeah, even though, like, Triple H has done it multiple times, so. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> also, how is Corey Graves going to be the announcer of both? It's a brand split, but not really. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, how are they going to? So why is JBL stepping down? I don't, probably because they're trying to get him away from them because of all those bully allegations, which have died down, but it's like the time to, like, slide away from all that. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I'm not going to miss him, but... <laughs> sure, sure. Um, boy, they're really they're really balls deep for this Kevin Owens-Shane McMahon match. Uh, well, apparently they're going to have the Hell in a Cell match at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Or I should say one of the Hell in a Cell One of them, matches. yes. They'll have at least two or three, because they always do for some reason. And what the fuck's going on with Dolph Ziggler? Um, he's doing some gimmick where he's kind of like, um, and I haven't watched too much of it, so I don't know everything. He's kind of like the anti-sports entertainment guy. So he's like, oh, you all like flashy entrances. I can do flashy entrances and catchphrases. That's my thing. That's how you get over in the WWE and that type of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess if he's like a really bitter dude, it can work. But like, I don't know. Dolph Ziggler's the most sports entertainment guy on the planet. He's the guy that's like, I'm the best because my matches are good, even if I win or lose. That's the most sports entertainment thing anyone could ever say. <laughs> um, you'll, you'll know he's gone too far when he starts calling himself Mr. Four-Star, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, you're right. Melt uh, approved. So Shane got suspended. Apparently, in Mc- Vince is going to be there next week to give it a little ratings boost. Um, which does work occasionally. Um, mm-hmm. The first late time or so. Um, and we had Nakamura beating Randy Orton. So now they're now they're balls deep into Nakamura Mahal Part 2. Um, which I guess they think that, that Nakamura is... I mean, I, I they've been invested with him in a while. He beat Cena clean. Um, that mm-hmm. kind of shows... That shows that they're into you, but that can turn. That can change because we all remember Dean Ambrose beat John Cena clean last year. So, um, you know, like it, it's not a get out of, it's not a forever pass, you know. Oh yeah, um, there are plenty of guys that they would put up, and not necessarily put him over John Cena, but there are a bunch of guys that they would, uh, they seemed like really into, and then put him up against John, and then once he was done with John, it was over. Uh, Ryback comes to mind. Rusev comes to mind. So, uh, But Nakamura, I mean, they're giving him some pretty high-profile wins. So Yeah, yeah, no, but what I'm saying is, like, Nakamura beat Cena, but Ambrose did recently, and then, you know, they've kind of soured on him a little bit. So, like, oh, yeah. you know, like, beating John Cena doesn't mean you're set. All right, well, yeah. <clears throat> I guess that's good um, for just about anybody or anything. I mean, the one example I always go to is say, hey, remember when Rico beat Ric Flair? Of course you don't. Wait, he did? Yeah, that was in 2002. Right before Flair turned heel and joined up with Triple H. Oh, man. 
I remember that. Wasn't he feuding with... He was feuding with Jericho right before that at SummerSlam, right? Yes. And Jericho's like, I gotta put you over. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. That's why, like, it's... Part of the... Yeah, part of the reason, like, you can blame, like, Triple H and stuff for, for keeping Jericho back, but it's just like, you know a key reason why you probably wouldn't... weren't in a more profile, high-profile position is because you had everybody fucking beat you after you lost that damn title. I mean, was that was that Jericho's call to do that? Yes, it was Jericho's call for Flair to beat him. It was Jericho's call for Cena to beat him. Um, I know about the Cena one, which I'm like, oh, we can blame him. <laughs> yeah, because Vince was Vince is like, I don't, I don't see anything in him. <laughs> so, mm. uh, what did you think of Lucha Underground this week? Uh, I thought the show was fine overall. Uh, it was kind of a, I, I don't want to say a reset show after such a big episode with the big title match, but it uh, looks yeah. like they're setting up for Ultima Lucha and they're setting up for the 100th episode, so they got some big things on the horizon. Yeah, 100th episode is right now, is that it? Uh, that will be next week. Next week, yeah. Which will be Montanza and Ray, which I thought they would save for Ultima Lucha Trace. Yeah, that's a big one, but I guess, you know, it's a 100th episode, it's a bit of a milestone, so... We can do a big main event there, too. I would bet that it ends with either a non-finish or something that needs to get settled at Ultima Lucha Trade. That, that seems likely. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was... Um, I thought it was... Yeah, I agree with you. I thought it was a, a fairly, like... like We were cooling down after the big... Quato Cup final show and, and getting ready for, for whatever the next big phase is, which is obviously uh, Ultima Lucha Trace and to a lesser extent the 100th episode. Um, Although I'm, the, sure the, I'm sure the producers were just kicking themselves because the first episode after the Rosemary Sexy Star incident, Sexy Star's in the first match. It's like, Jesus Christ, fuck. Yeah. And they can't change it, so that's just kind of the hand they were Yeah. I mean, they may just want to cut bait with her after the season's over. Um, oh, you mean like everybody's going to do? Yeah. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Um, all right, so also news broke today. Did you hear about this? Uh, potentially. Is this about GFW? Yes, it is. Jeff Jarrett was um, given a leave of absence, or took a leave of absence, but really because of some erratic behavior, they have removed him from power. Um there's also talks about Im- an impending sale of GFW because, shockingly, believe it or not, guys, Anthem is not making money with this purchase. <laughs> Who would have thunk it? Who would have thought that GFW and TNA, after years and years and years of mismanagement, it was not making money? Wow. I, I That... Color me surprised, Patrick. Yeah, and, you know, the weird thing is, I literally don't know anybody that watches it. it you know, I know people that watch Lucha. I know people that um, watch Ring of Honor or other shows out there, PWG. I literally don't know another human being that watches Global Force. Yeah, no, I know people that watch Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground and New Japan. Yeah, nobody, except for, like, weird guys on the Internet, like, that I see talking about it. I've never, yeah. I also do not know anyone that watches it. Because there's just no intrigue there. It's just kind of, you know, the name change was necessary because TNA was a dead brand, but 
it's just too far go- like like basically okay yeah so and I agree with you TNA was a dead brand so they kill it but they kind of keep it around mm-hmm. and it's like what do you you either have the shitty history of TNA or you have the no history of GFW and it's like okay why why do I care why do I care what are you doing that makes me care and that's the thing it's like no vision, man. Like, absolutely no vision. You go back and you look at uh, TNA, some of the stuff they were doing, like, 10, 12, 8 years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they were doing some really good stuff. And then they're like, no, 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 we want to be big time. So they bring in Hogan and Bischoff. We know what happens then. They like, And they didn't care about any this this talent. They were like, oh... Bobby Roode and and AJ Styles and all these guys like they're no good or or whatever and they're like they let them go and they become huge stars in WWE and they're like oh shit what did we do incorrectly with all these guys and to me it's just like you never had faith in the product you were selling and your audience and to me it's just like Dixie Carter and that organization had no concept of how to run a wrestling show because they had a product oh clearly that their fans loved, and they were ga- they were gaining viewers. And see, that's the thing that I always like. What's the trend? Is the trend going up? Is the trend staying the same, or is it going down? And they were gaining viewers. And if they had, they had been smart about it, they continued to establish a brand and a loyal fan base. And instead of being like, oh, we want to be big time. Well, guess what? The WWE can be big time because they've been around since fucking 1960. They can be big time. You can't. You've got to do every single thing you can to continue to maintain audience members, loyalty, whatever. And they didn't. And now they're like, oh, we let all those guys go, and those guys became stars, and nobody cares anymore. And it's like, where did we go wrong? Like, the fucking whole way through. And it's just, it's just so, and then GFW is like, oh, we want content. I'm like, Fucking fine. You can film me shitting in a basement. That doesn't mean it's going to make you any money, especially if the shitting in the basement costs like, you know, $500,000 to $750,000 an episode. So, like, you know, the idea that, like, oh, we got content. Yeah, but people have to watch your content. And there's not a ton of people watching. And that's, that's it. So, like, I, I don't honestly know what to say. I personally don't think it's a viable brand. Um, if If you're... It's like they just want to do the, the the least amount of work and get the most amount of profit out of it. Yeah, and is there any word on what the deal is with Jeff Jarrett? I, I mean, I've heard erratic behavior, but I don't know any specifics. Apparently he was arguing backstage with people. Um, he was, like, throwing beers into the crowd. Apparently they just don't think he's a good fit. Wow, sounds like Cornette. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Jared, like, has not been successful running a company in a while, business-wise. So, if, I don't know. I don't... I, I, I mean, don't I hate I, to bring this up, but he was the one that fought to put Russo back in in 2006. Yeah, he's a, he's, a, he's a pal with Russo. And that's, like, that's one of those things where friendship clouds your judgment, you know? And, like... Mm-hmm. He's always he was a Russo guy and, and Russo was not necessarily quote unquote best for business. So um <clears throat> I mean to me if if I'm starting if I'm like an investor and I want to buy something, I don't buy TNA. I buy Ring of Honor 
I buy, I don't know, a Mexican promotion. I buy New Japan. I buy something that actually has some viability. Or I start my own. I would start my own before I got TFW because you have no baggage. And, like, yeah. like who do you get? I, I mean, I don't know. But, like, like fucking scout talent. But, like, go out there, like, pull the Brinks truck up to CM Punk. I mean, you what is going to get you... What is going to get people interested in you? It's like TNA in, in the mid-2000s. Like, try to sign Jericho. Try to sign The Rock. Fucking sign somebody. Signing Christian is fine, but he can't be your biggest signing. And signing Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff is effective in the 90s. It's not effective in 2009. You know? Like, like that'd be like, oh, in, in 1992, somebody's like, oh, we got Bruno San Martino, and he's going to beat our top guy. Well, that's fucking great. I'm super excited to see Bruno in 92. Yeah, that's also another weird thing. If you go back and you watch, like, when the WWF was really hot in the 80s and in the Attitude Era, they never did that whole, hey, the past generation beats the old generation. Isn't nostalgia great? Yeah. They they didn't really do that. And if you want to get a guy, you have to get a guy that, like, makes sense. Like, like, I know we've talked about this multiple times, but The Rock was that guy in the mid-2000s. His movie career was not where it is now. Like, you could conceivably... But you can't do it now. It's it's over now. But, like, there was an opportunity for you to get The Rock. And The Rock would have been one guy that could have actually made a difference. And Jericho, to a lesser extent, Jericho could have been your macho man. But it's just like... And it's so it's so funny because I, I look back at the Monday Night Wars and I look back at, um, at like, you know, Nitro in 95 and stuff. And you're like... Holy shit, look at the guys that WCW has. This is like, there is nowhere in any point where TNA is comparable to WCW and star power. In 95, on their War Games team, they had Hogan, Macho, Sting, and Luger on one fucking team. And on the other side, you had like Flair and like the Giant and stuff. And you're like, I mean, he wasn't on the team, but, but you know, you had like six guys. And then like, you know, WWE had Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Diesel, Bret Hart, Razor. So, I mean, it was fairly even, you know, like, like, like the sides were even. There was never a point with TNA where it was like that, you know? There was never a point where you're like, well, uh, I you can make a case that WCW had more stars at one point. So, like... It, oh, in 98, definitely. Well, that's the whole thing. It's uh, where, in 98, when WWF kind of overtook and started winning the ratings war, um, I would argue that WCW had a, as far as star power and talent goes, had a better roster, but... WWF had a better show. Yeah, yeah, but but the point is like TNA has never had a better better stars. No, no, no. I mean, it, it hasn't even ever been close. I mean, you would have had to in like 2006 had The Rock, Chris Jericho. I don't know, Steve Austin would he have been available? I don't know, like as a character. Something like that, maybe Bret Hart. I don't know. Then, then some. Then, then you maybe would have had something. But you know, like like, I don't know. I'm getting depressed talking about this. Um, <laughs> uh, anything else we should chat hey, about? Remember when TNA was good? Pepper's Bomb, Bomb remembers. Oh. but uh, what were you gonna say? No, I was just saying. Anything else we should ch- talk about? Uh, trying to think. Oh, have you watched any of the May Young Classic Tournament? I haven't. So I no, I have not. I have not had interest in it. Not because I lo- don't like seeing women wrestling, just because I feel like He's they Texas. don't have. Yeah, just because I feel like they don't have the top talent on there. Yeah, I just I I don't even know who's on it to be honest. 
I just haven't kept up with it. Um, it's people that, like, in a lot of cases can't make, not all of them, but can't make a, a the, the NXT main show. So there you go. <laughs> that's good. No. So um, I think that's it then. Um, appreciate everybody for joining us. Enjoy the rest of your week. But for Mr. Patrick Kelly and myself, Mr. Clancy, we are signing off. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.